now, Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers. He's a husband, father of nine, former state legislator, entrepreneur, patriot, and the producer of the award-winning film, Agenda, Grinding America Down. Hello, this is Curtis Bowers. I hope you're doing well and holding down the fort with so much going on in our country. I'd also like to apologize for not having a podcast in a month, but I have a good reason. I've been in 15 states in the last month, speaking to all different size and types of groups. And I want to encourage you with the fact that people all over are very concerned about what's going on in our country and wanting to do something and just awakening to the fact that that the Marxists are being successful in their revolution to overthrow America. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening to these podcasts, for sharing these podcasts, for supporting us and helping us do all we can do as one family to wake the troops so that they will then influence others in their circle of influence. And slowly we will wake up enough people in America to stand against all the different assaults we are facing nationwide. Now, since July 4th, I've been thinking so much about our country in 1776 and who we are as a people and what what made America so different and so special and how are we set up as a country? Why has America lasted so long, even though there have been enemies within for well over 100 years doing everything in their power to break down our families, break down our churches, break down our communities, break down our morality, break down everything possible so that we would collapse from within. And yet, amazingly, we're still around, but we're starting to see, yes, there are 120 years of infiltration and subversion has made a huge difference. And all the young people that have been raised by them in the government school systems indeed have been brainwashed and are now thinking it's just and right and good to fight for a Marxist revolution to overthrow this country that they have been taught is one of the most evil countries that has ever existed. Well, I want to talk today about who we are as a people and what made us different and what we have to go back to if we are ever to recapture our country from the left that is dead set on destroying it. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Karl Marx, when he was talking about sabotage and how you take down nations from within, he said the very first battle is the rewriting of history. That's a key thing for every American to know. When your enemy said over 100 years ago, our first battle is to rewrite America's history before we can take it down. And then we see statues toppling. And we see people wanting to deface and destroy and remove our history. We realize whether those people know what they're doing or not. They are working toward accomplishing the first goal that is necessary to take down a nation. Here is something to consider. A country, regardless of its history, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, would never want to remove it. Look at Germany as an example. 
after World War II and the Holocaust and all the evil that happened there, did they say, let's erase the history of our country? No. <laughs> they have Auschwitz and all the other death camps open where you can still go tour them and see this is the history of our country that we want you to remember so we never go there again. This is what happens when government gets so big and when you implement socialist programs where they can be totalitarian, this is what happens. And so they have preserved their history, even their horrible history, because it's important to know where you came from, the good of it, the bad of it, and so you can see when you're making progress or when you're going back and regressing into the past. That's a key thing for us to understand. Saul Alinsky said, all revolutions end in communism. And what he meant by that is all revolutions end in totalitarian control. And I believe that is a true statement. You look at the Bolshevik Revolution, the French Revolution, the, all the revolutions of the 20th century. They ended in tyranny, not freedom. And that's what I really want to focus on today. A lot of us have been taught differently than that. We've been taught America had a revolution, the Revolutionary War, right? We didn't have a revolution. And I want to explain to you why we did not have a revolution. We had a war for independence. And to even use that terminology is very destructive. That's what our enemies do. Saul Alinsky and Rules for Radicals and many of the other leftists in the last 50, 60 years, they keep reminding Americans, you come from a revolutionary heritage. And they're doing that so they can encourage us to be revolutionary again and follow them into the brave new world that they want to create. It's just not true. America did not have a revolution. Here is why we didn't have a revolution. Because there's a document called the Declaration of Independence. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this to you, and it makes it crystal clear. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. That is our founding fathers clearly explaining why they were becoming independent. So when you're going to do something in a civilized, decent, proper way, you explain what you are doing. A revolution never happens that way. It is people stirred up and they start destroying and burning and killing. And it's total chaos and confusion. And that's why every revolution ends in communism, because the communists are masters of taking any situation that is chaotic, that is out of control, and using it to their advantage. And that's what they're doing in America right now. Our founding fathers were going to carefully explain what they were doing in a very civilized way and give the framework of history and give the framework of God's laws of how what they were doing was right and just and good. 
There was no rebellion in it. There was no revolutionary intent in it. It was simply they had had a covenant with the king and the king had broken the agreement. And so they were simply letting him know the agreement we had that made you our king and we were happy to accept you as our king is no longer valid because of what you have done. And then they go into these words that we're so familiar with. Sometimes I don't feel we understand how amazing they are. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Today we go, what's the big deal? Well, it was the first time in the history of the world since Adam and Eve that a group of men had come together and looked at the way God intended things to be run and the principles he had laid out in the Bible and realized under those principles, all men were equal. The rights they had weren't from governments like they'd been since the beginning of time. They were from God. He is the author of life, liberty, and happiness. And then they went on. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's, again, flipping all human history on its head. Up until that point, governments, they weren't instituted among men to do what the people wanted them to do. They had been instituted to do one thing and one thing only, exactly whatever they wanted to do, with no accountability, no one to rein them in when they got out of control. And that's why government had been totalitarian since the very beginning. But our founder said, no, no, no. Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. They set a new precedent for all of us. When a government becomes destructive in taking on responsibilities besides just securing our rights, all government is supposed to be about is upholding law and order so each individual person is guaranteed their God-given rights and no one can take those away from them. But they're telling us whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Those are hard words, but they're true. Even in the book of Romans in the Bible, God tells us that governments are instituted to make those who do evil to be in terror. That's why they exist. Our founders understood that. And that's the only reason they exist, to punish evil and reward righteousness. So then they go on, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. Some little issue here or there you do not overthrow and change a government over. 
that's what they're trying to do today. They're trying to take us back into the past issues we've already dealt with and have been progressing forward on. They're trying to have us go back and ravage the entire framework America was founded upon to deal with some little light and transient cause. And they go on. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. So they're saying a lot of times, though, on the other hand, we will put up with a lot of suffering and misery at the hands of our government because it's just easier to do that than to do what is necessary to remove that government from power and start afresh. And here's the last little part I want to go over. And this shows how civilized, how honorable, how wonderful our founding fathers were when they were writing this declaration to the king. And it says this, But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right of the people. It is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. And then they go on, of course, to let the king of Great Britain know the history of all the abuses he has done against them that he promised not to in their agreement. And in a very orderly way says, because you have broken your covenant with us, and they list all the reasons why, you are no longer over us. You no longer have authority. And we are now independent. And we are going to secure our rights by implementing a government over ourselves that will be here to protect God-given rights. The chop zone in Seattle would never have produced an America, even if you would have given it 200 years. Why? Because rebellion and revolution never end in civility, righteousness, and honorable behavior by honorable people to do what is right. The Marxists are trying to convince us that revolution will end in something of a utopia, something better than what America is right now. And they are lying to us. It won't, it never has, and it never will. We need to be so grateful that God allowed men that were truly wise, were truly godly, and they were so well educated on history. They knew all the trappings of despotism, of tyranny, of evil, of man controlling man. And they tried to put as many chains on government as possible. But we see today that slowly over the last hundred years, the Republicans, the Democrats, the people we have entrusted to serve us, to protect us, to make sure we will always be free, they have abused that trust. And by taking little baby steps over a long period of time, we're waking to see our country is so far from where she started, it's not even funny. We have a government now that is so massive and so powerful and so able to regulate us so we're not free to be productive and control us so we're not free to speak our mind, to worship God the way we think we should, to 
raise our families the way we know is right. And they've tried to remove all that. And now I believe it's beginning to enter a new phase as they try to force different things on us. And we need to say no, and we need to stand against what they are doing. They're just trying to eradicate and deface and crush the freedoms that God has given us. And when they come to the Second Amendment and say, we really don't feel that you have the right to defend yourself any longer, that is a ground, I believe, every red-blooded American Christian conservative needs to stand on regardless of the cost. Because every time a people are disarmed, just look at the 20th century if you don't believe me, you see what happens to them in usually very short order, especially if the atmosphere in their country is one of revolution and rebellion. It's sad to see these things going on, but I am so thankful that we have a huge population that understands the times and understands how important it is that we be armed to protect our families, our neighbors, our communities from any threat, foreign or domestic. And over the last 30 years, ever since Bill Clinton took office, it was always very encouraging to me. Every time there was any kind of Columbine, any kind of event that would cause the liberal left to want to disarm the law-abiding citizen because of what some evil person did against someone else, which is the exact opposite logic of the truth. If evil is becoming more bold in what it does, that means we need more law-abiding citizens that are able to defend, that are able to concealed carry, that are able to be there, to stand in the gap to protect the innocents. But of course, they don't see it that way. But anyway, every time one of those events has happened, if you go to any sporting goods in America, it's empty. There's no guns. There's no bullets. <laughs> there's nothing available, which is a clear indication that we as a people do understand how precious that right is so that we'll always remain free. And for 30 years, all those stores, the hundreds of millions of guns and the hundreds of millions of rounds of ammo being cleaned out every time there is an incident that the government will try to use to disarm us. I'm just encouraged by that because there will be a point that we're going to have to stand and it's just the way things are because man is naturally evil, as the Bible tells us. And if given the power, they will corruptly use it against us. And that's why our founders said, if that happens, back to the Declaration of Independence, when you see your government is heading toward absolute despotism, quote, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. We have clear direction there from our founding fathers what to do if it ever gets so bad that we realize we are no longer going to be free. We are no longer going to be able to decide how we're going to raise our children and what medications they're going to take and what medications or vaccines they're not going to take and how we are going to operate in our community and run our businesses and be free 
to move about and travel and do whatever we think God would want us to do. The Declaration of Independence is the most important document. It's not the Constitution. Many conservative thinking people hold the Constitution up as if it's the most important thing. It's not at all. Our rights don't come from the Constitution. They come from God. It was simply stating the most obvious areas that we had God-given liberties, freedom of speech, freedom to bear arms, freedom of religion, and all the different ones. And it was just to put down in writing, here are the type of things we're talking about when we say that people have God-given rights that cannot be infringed upon by governments or anyone. And we're going to state some of the most important and obvious ones. For instance, if they had a CONCON, which is a constitutional convention, they couldn't decide, oh, we're going to take out this Second Amendment. You couldn't do that because that was one of the God-given rights that was already defined. And so you couldn't decide, oh, we're going to take that away. The only thing a constitutional convention would be valid in doing is specifying more of the God-given rights that we have, more of the ways we are free from the control of government, and more ways that the government is handcuffed in doing the things it does to take away our liberties. So anytime government tries to take them away, our rights, they're breaking their oath of office and are therefore illegitimate and have no authority at all. We have to remember that. In America, the legitimate powers of government are clearly defined. So when they act outside of those powers, they have become usurpers of the law and do not have to be obeyed. In fact, they must not be obeyed or they will be under the illusion that they themselves are all-powerful and are above the law, which will cause them then to become more aggressive in abusing the people. And as Christians, we can't stand for that because we're supposed to be loving our neighbor. So I tell you all that just to remind you that freedom isn't free. And the more you neglect freedom, the higher the price will be to recapture the liberties you have lost. And that's why we just need to be paying attention. We need to be involved. We need to be voting. We need to be influencing others around us and educating them on what's going on because the ballot box is always the easiest way to remove a government from office. But if you don't take that and if you don't remove the people that are abusing their power, eventually it does come to blood being what is necessary to regain your country back. I know this was a serious podcast, but we are living in serious times. God bless you. Have a great week. Be thankful. Be praying for our president and our country. And do what you can do to educate others. AgendaDocumentary.com has our movies and books and resources and sometimes just one showing of one film to the right person that didn't understand what was going on can be all that is necessary to wake them up and then they are engaged in standing up for what is right also. God bless you. 
please remember to subscribe to Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers, sharing the weekly podcasts with like-minded family and friends.